to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. The crossroads where culture, lifestyle, and community meet. All hosted by the legendary New York radio TV personality and proud Harlem American, G. Keith Alexander. Well, hello there. Thank you so very, very much for joining us. I mean, this is going to be one fantastic show. Thank you so much for coming to the Harlem America Digital Network. Uh, this is the flagship show, What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And uh, today I've got a guy who his voice uh, is heard all over the country. He's got this smooth, relaxing voice, and he's the host of that famous, famous show called, what's the name of the show? <laughs> you want me to say it? Yeah, what, what is it? It's called The Quiet Storm. All right. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I wanted him to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, welcome <laughs> Mr. Lenny Green, Mr. Radio to Harlem, America. How you doing, Lenny? G. Keith Alexander, it is an honor and a pleasure. You know, he, he gave me too many uh, wonderful accolades. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is the man who I listened to when I didn't have a clue, didn't have any interest in even getting into radio. I'm a Brooklyn boy, born and raised, so you have to understand, growing up in New York City, um, there was one premier station that I got hooked on and my mom always kept on, and that was WBLS. And this brother right here, Mr. G. Keith Alexander, G. <laughs> Keith Alexander and the uh, illustrious other golden voices that I heard, little did I know I would be doing this. So I, I'm standing on your shoulders, sir. So you're very kind to give me this honor, and I, I appreciate it. Well, hey, you know, uh, that is so kind of you to say, and uh, you've always been a, a real stand-up guy, and I've always admired you and your work. And uh, But what I want to know is, what made you decide to give up singing to become <laughs> a radio personality? Ah, uh, that's a million dollar question, G. Keith. Million dollar question. Uh, I don't know how to answer that directly, so I'm kind of kind of go around the on the around the batch. So it wasn't until I I went out of at nine years old I started singing. I had an interest in singing at nine, and stuck with singing throughout my grammar school, throughout high school, and went to college. I got to Kingsborough Community College in Brooklyn uh, with just taking liberal arts. My focus, my love, first love, singing. Uh, a couple of folks have been saying to me, oh, you should visit a radio station, visit a radio station. I kind of blew it, I blew it off. I blew it off for at least a semester. Went by the radio station because they had a radio station on the campus. Like Kingsborough Community College, anybody who's watching from New York and you go to Kingsborough Community College, it should have been a four-year school. It's a community college, yeah. right? Two years. But the campus is beautiful. It has its own private beach. It's right there on the water. It's beautiful. So I go eventually to the radio station, and G. Keith, instantaneously, it was like something happened. And I fell in love with what I was looking at <laughs> and um, had a couple of conversations with the program director, which is, you know, it's student-run. And he said, hey, man, uh, you want a show? I'm like, a show? What are you talking about? You want a radio show, you know? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. And they gave me a radio show. So they said, well, what do you want to do? Again, college radio, you have multi-formats. So I was infused growing up in my household by my older brother, my mom, with jazz. So I simply said, uh, a smooth jazz show. And 
That's how I started. They gave me, and the number seven plays a very, very important role in my life because the show that they gave me was on Sundays, which is the seventh day of the week. Okay. Depending on how you look at it, at 7 p.m. So my shift was from 7 to 1 a.m. in the morning. Seven started a process with me when I finally got into doing the Quiet Storm stuff, whether it was Kissing After Dark and 98.7 Kiss, Whisper Softly when I was doing Connecticut, always started at 7 p.m. So you've always, so you, you've always been into the romantic love music, uh, smooth uh, format. Well, you know what? Who knew? <laughs> Again, you know, it's it's interesting because when I hear about uh, the younger generation, let's say, you know, the millennials in their 20s, uh, listening and appreciating classic soul music, old school music, um, it's because they've been infused with that at a younger age. Well, again, my mom always kept radios on in my house. My family always kept radios on in their house. We were listening to the BLS all the time. I was infused, unbeknownst to me, uh, with voices and with radio personalities. I didn't think about radio. I was thinking about becoming a second Michael Jackson. And, <laughs> and I had my own singing group at one time and we competed at the Apollo Theater. That was my focus. I was going to be a singer, man. I didn't think about no radio thing at all until that moment, that golden moment when I walked into the radio station at Kingsborough Community College. Well, okay, DJ to DJ, radio personality to radio personality. There, there's some things that I'm going to ask you about. And uh, I, I, I want to know, as a host of The Quiet Storm, do you get more phone calls from women or from men? Easy question, women. All right. Now, I remember... When I used to do overnights, I used to get phone calls from the same women every night at the same time. Do you, does that happen for you? It has happened in the past. And uh, because of how radio is and because of us in this pandemic, obviously, you know, a lot of us are doing things remotely. Um, the radio station I work in Miami on, because I do New York and Miami, mm -hmm. um, we actually go into the radio station. So it's a variety of different people, but we do have what we would call radio host to radio host, regular committed P1 <laughs> listener. Oh, yes. And I can remember there was this one woman who would call me every night at the same time. And one night she invited me to come by after three months of just talking on the phone, invited me to come by and visit her when my shift was off. And I was kind of hesitant, but I, I drove on out. Wait. Yes, I went on out. And when I got there, uh, uh, she opened the door and she just cracked the door open a little bit. Right. And she had, and it was dark behind her. There was no light behind her. Mm. And I said, hi, I'm G. Keith Alexander. You invited me to come over. And she says, oh. And she opened the door real wide. And I got a chance to see her. And I said, well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I double parked my car downstairs because I wasn't sure that I was in the right place. Let me go down and park my car. And so I went down and drove off. <laughs> That's a shame, G. Keith. I know. I, I left I, that I, woman with high I, hopes of spending quality time with you. 
I was a young guy, you know, I wouldn't do that now. I've learned my lesson. I, I've learned to appreciate, you know, uh, but, but, you know, that was part of the, the DJ uh, experience, so mm. to speak. Wow. So w- that- can, can, can you relate a, a story that uh, perhaps uh, a similar you, story? You know what? You, you kind of caught me at a good time in my life. And the reason why I'm going to say that, I'm using that as a preface leading into this story. <laughs> because uh, i'm not in a relationship i'm not married at the moment so of course i can relate to it yeah uh, i think this must be now that you're sharing this with me yes. i can only imagine if i had the opportunity of sitting down with all of your colleagues from the era that you were on wbls uh and listen to those stories i'm sure the thing doesn't change so what's the most curious thing about our gig is that we uh, in radio, we never see visualization. We're in a new world now where we can see people right. to a degree. So we're only audio. And just like they say to us, because I've heard many people say this about radio personalities. Oh, that's him? <laughs> you don't look like he's now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we kind of say the same thing on the other side. And the voice is so misleading. I could promise you and can tell you what I hear the most. What? I thought you were six feet tall, <laughs> dark skin, mm-hmm. and at least two fifty, two not two fifty, two uh, fit, maybe two maybe maybe two eighty. <laughs> I'm like, wow, really? So the voice is so misleading, and and it will paint a picture in your mind uh, um, of of what happens or what you perceive this person to look like. So. Uh, in leading into the story, because I know you're like, well, get to the point, Lenny. Yes, I have been down the same road <laughs> at a different time. I've done the same thing, except, <laughs> except I didn't do what you did, because I wasn't driving. Uh, okay. okay. I remember one of my buddies dropped me off in the Bronx. And he says, yo, man, you sure you want to you sure you want to do this? Now, this is late night. Now, I'm doing the quiet, I'm doing the quiet storm stuff. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely want to do this. You know, she sounded like a great person. You know, she was a mod. You know, she... She, she was a model. She's, I don't think she's modeling anymore, but she, you know, she was a model. She you know, work out, but, but yeah, yeah, I definitely want to do it. So it was almost like a, a, a scene out of a movie where huh, I'm walking out of his car. I'm walking solely to the door. Okay. He stays at the car for a moment. He's putting the, the gear now from parking to drive. Mm-hmm. As he's about to push off, the door's opening up. Okay. And when the door opens... I really want to turn around and run. <laughs> drives off. I have no choice but to stay right there in the Bronx because I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn boy mm-hmm. and say, "Hi, Lenny Green. What's that? <laughs> Come on in, Lenny." Oh. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Well, uh, so you you do a lot of events a lot of uh, mc work and and uh hosting various events give me a scenario a funny scenario or something that that you can recall that uh that that's stuck with you and hosting events well um you know you just never know um what's going to happen at every event one thing you don't want if you're in a venue like a big venue, like in New York City, we have a venue called the Beacon Theater. It holds probably 2,000 people. Right. What you don't want is someone to introduce you. 
And I stopped having people. I said, let me introduce myself. But what you don't want, ladies and gentlemen, in New York City is for somebody to go like three, four people in right. a 2000 seater. Right. Like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Just give me the act. Give me the artist. Who the hell is he? So that's what you don't want. So um, that happened on a few occasions. And, and I stopped having people introduce me. I said, I prefer to introduce myself because I had a certain way of introducing myself. Right, right, again, right. You know, radio is theater of the mind. That's right. So perception. So I figured I'll start coming out. Let me hype up the audience. Let me get into the audience. That was my approach. So you guys, back in the early WBLS days, you guys kept, you guys were the celebrities, just as much as the celebrities were. Radio's changed, so we're not the celebrities like the celebrities. So I got to find creative ways of kind of introducing myself and, and coming out. Um, but, but, you know... I guess the, the weirdest experience for me was, was, uh, was, uh, I don't think I had any bad experiences, G. Really? I don't, I don't think. Well, let me tell you, I was at KTU. I had left BLS and, and gone to uh, Disco 92 WKTU at the height of the disco era when um, <clears throat> we used to have to, we had bodyguards we had bodyguards that uh yeah i had a bodyguard all, all the jocks at ktu at one point had a bodyguard the radio Be station yeah these bodyguards yes uh, because john lennon john lennon had gotten shot uh and so they decided that they were going to give us all bodyguards my bodyguard was a a, a lieutenant from the terrorist tactical squad wow. and i remember <clears throat> uh, we used to travel in limousines so this okay. one event <laughs> this one event we we pulled up the limousine and people throwing themselves on the car and and uh just draping draping themselves all over the car and he had to kind of get out the car on the other side of the door and and pull people off of the door where i was so i could get out so i got out went into the venue got up on uh, stage did my uh hosting and we had such a great time that before it was time to leave, I went to the edge of the stage and started shaking hands with the uh, uh, yeah with the audience, and they were really excited. And this one woman, I bent down to say you know to shake her hand and everything. She pulled me off the stage. I fell onto the floor on my back, and and this woman was a rather large woman. She sat in my face. Ooh, which, I could wow. I couldn't breathe. I, <laughs> I can only imagine what part of her body sat on your face. The, yes, that part. And, 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 and I could not breathe and I'm struggling to breathe and I'm kicking my feet. And finally, my bodyguard comes and pulls her off of me. And I get up and I go, <laughs> and then he, and he rushes me out. He rushes me out to the limousine and then folks come and they jump all over the car again. And we had to kind of slowly ease out so that the folks wouldn't get hurt. But th that was my experience. Okay. So I can't speak of uh, uh, um, an audience situation, but I can speak of a stalker situation. I don't know if this is a part of your notes to talk about. So I've always, since I've been doing these love shows, I've, I've had, a few stalkers. One mm -hmm. I had to had an order of protection by. And really? as far as having bodyguards, ladies and gentlemen, I, I do have someone who watches my back. I have a couple of people that watch my back. But trust me, that money comes out of my pocket. <laughs> I don't have no limousine. I, whoever bodyguards me or you know watches my back, as I use the term, uh, for that night, you know, I'm normally riding in the, in their vehicle. But I remember having um, a situation where 
the woman, well, there was a few situations where one woman parked herself outside the radio station every night and um, rolled up on me when I was going to meet a young lady who was waiting for me uh, to, you know, for us to go out to have dinner. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a highly, that, that was a really uncomfortable position because I didn't know who she was and she just rolled up. Another situation where I had to sneak out of the radio station out of a back door and run down the block to catch the train because this one woman was like really, really hawking me and really wanted to get close to me. And again, we don't have the luxury in radio these days to have bodyguards at our convenience. And I can't afford <laughs> to have a bodyguard 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So when I get off the air, I'm just leaving and trying to get home to enjoy my right night. So those are horrible uh, moments that, uh, or I should say not horrible, but you know, interesting experiences that I've encountered. And, mm -hmm. and I, and I, I, I capped them up and, and buckled them up and packaged them up by saying, you know, I'm appreciative really mm -hmm. of how uh, people have embraced what I do. Fantastic. Well, Lenny, we have one more minute before we go to break. And I just want to say, Lenny, you know, uh, I want to invite the people to stay connected from work, home or on the road. And uh, they can they can remember to add Harlem America Digital Networks. What's hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander to their iPhone and iPad. Just download the official Voice America Talk Radio Network app. It's easy to use and it's always free. Just tell a friend. And uh, also with the official app, you can stay connected. Uh, and you can follow me, and uh, we'll have a great time together. Please tell your friends about it. And, Lenny, when we come back, I'm going to surprise you with something. And uh -oh. I just discovered this the other day, uh -oh. and you don't know that I know it, even though we've had many conversations. So, uh -oh. ladies and gentlemen, stay <laughs> tuned. Come back for What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander and the smooth, suave, debonair, handsome, Lenny Green. <laughs> Harlem, Harlem, America. Harlem. Harlem is my town. Where Chase is advancing Black Pathways. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business. Making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York. You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to What's Hot Harlem in America with G. Keith Alexander. And I've got uh, my friend and colleague and uh, radio legend, Mr. Lenny Green. <laughs> I'm not a legend, sir. I'm not a legend. <laughs> I, I got a lot of steps to become a legend. You're the legend, and I follow in your footsteps. <laughs> well, that's so kind of you. Following in my footsteps, uh, that's a good segue because I found out the other day. Now, I used to be an entertainment reporter over at Fox 5 here in New York. Yes. I found out the other day that you used to work at Fox also? Yes, as an intern. Well, let's, let's, let's go back. Uh, Kingsborough Community College. Mm-hmm. You have to do an internship. Uh, I ended up at Fox, uh, the TV station, right there on, east, on the east side on 67th Street. Right, right, and right. I ended up in the traffic department. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, my summer, the, one of the many uh, duties I had to do during that tenure was to clean out and organize the videotapes in their dusty <laughs> storage room. <laughs> it was me and another cat. My name is Eric. I'll never forget it, man. It was a hell of an experience. And what I would do on my breaks is sneak down to the other floor to watch a Midday Live. Bill Boggs? Right, Bill, yeah. And, yeah, and Bill I remember, Boggs. was it Gwen Barrett? Um, Gwen Barrett, she, yes. Yeah, she was, uh, she was the producer of the show. Right. I would just sit there in awe. And I was like, wow, you know, one day I would like to do that. You know, I'm just like looking and looking. And, and then I would sneak in from time to time and watch them do the newscast. So, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my experience at Fox. And, and I, I had a wonderful, wonderful experience. I had a good boss. I mean, you know, after the internship, they offered me a job. So I started doing the commercial logs. You know, I learned about that. And that's, that's what led. That was my first one of my first gigs. Well, and, what year was that? Now, I, I found out from Genevieve Michelle Bryan. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and she, in fact, Genevieve is uh, part of the team here at Harlem America as well. Oh, is she? Yeah. And, yeah. and also uh, Natalie Ramsey. Uh, uh, she's Natalie Ramsey Dexter. Uh, and uh, she also worked there at the same time. But what year were you there? Because I was there from 88 to like 96. It had to be within that time span. So we were there together, but we didn't know each other. Okay. No, no. You, who's paying attention to an intern? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, really, let's keep it real. No one's paying attention. Just do, I need you to get me some coffee. Uh, you need to empty that garbage. You need to get back and finish straightening up those videotapes. That's about it. Well, um, well hey, but, but look at you now. Okay, look at the by intern God's now. Blessings. By God's blessings, yes. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of the intern, I do a little plug in for myself. The the last film I did is called The Intern. So if anyone hasn't seen The Intern with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway and wow. Renee Russo, then, you know, go take a look at it. And, and I'm with uh, Robert De Niro the first day as he walks into the new job. You know, G. Keith, I, I want to say, man, I, I've always kept you front of mind um, as a man to leave radio and leap to the next level. And you did that. You became the voice. <laughs> you are the voice of America when it came to commercials. <laughs> I remember, and, and G. Keith won't remember me from a pan of paint, uh, a can of paint, but I remember visiting WBLS one time, and I, I told you this story before, but I want to share it with everyone. And they were giving me the, the, the nickel tour around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Baldwin, who's a phenomenal jazz yes, uh, yes. keyboardist, pianist, he was at that time interning at WBLS and working with Pat Prescott. So when he was giving me the nickel tour around, I remember him uh, taking me into one of the production rooms and Mr. G. Keith Alexander was in there. And I remember <laughs> them saying, yo, G. Keith, yo, man, we need you to read this copy. So I was smiling when you were reading before really? we went to break. 
when you were, what you were reading because I remember observing you, and it was a for it was for Pierre Cardin, mm. and ladies and gentlemen, this this cat right here looked at the copy maybe once or twice, and then read it <laughs> flawlessly, and I'm like, oh my god, this dude is hot, and it, that was it. That was it. He, you know, he gave the copy back to the guy. He walked out. See, my, see, you had the luxury of being in major market radio. When I got started in radio, GQ, I was on an AM station. We had to cut the commercial literally on the, <laughs> on the splicing tape, produce the commercial, put music on it, label the, the label, put it on a cart. And then put it in the rack. Yeah. G. Keith just came in, read the commercial flawlessly. I'll see you later. Boom. Well, let me tell you, Lenny, it it wasn't always that way. When when I got started in radio, Frankie Crocker was hanging out with uh, Sugar Ray uh, Robinson Jr., the the fighter's son. And Frankie gave me some copy. And he says, here, read this. And I started trying to read it, and I was struggling and I was still stumbling over words and things. And I, and Frankie and Ray Robinson Jr. They were laughing at me and they were, they were laughing. It was belly laughs and they were laughing in slow motion. I could see them laughing. It, it was like slow motion. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to myself after that terrible experience, I said, you know what? I'm going to show them, I'm going to become the best copy reader they've ever heard. Wow. And that's when I went on to do voiceovers for, you know, uh, Burger King, McDonald's, uh, Rose, uh, uh, McDer- uh, what's it, uh, Mercedes-Benz, Chrysler, T-Mobile. all of them, yeah. T-Mobile, you know. And, and so it worked out that their laughing at me was like oil for my roller skates. Yeah. You became the best of the best, sir. Well, thank you, you are the best of the best. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, Lenny, what is it you love about radio now? The same thing I loved on uh, in it uh, about it when I first <clears throat> excuse me when I first discovered it. Um, it's a connection to people uh, without you even knowing you're connecting to people. You know, my prayer every day is that I can just reach one person, maybe by something I said, by something I played, um, something I, I I spoke on, and it has happened. You know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I remember a, a very touching story. Well, I have a few touching stories, but there's there's two that comes to mind off the top. One was a situation where I took a moment out in between, you know, songs to just have a conversation with someone. I don't know what compelled me to stay on the telephone longer than what I did. And I don't think I did anything special. Uh, I did, you know, I'm a spiritual man, so I'm not a man who walks around quoting the word but I just speak from different standpoints and different perspectives. And I remember saying something positive and, um, and, and just kind of uplifting this person's spirit. A week later, the person called me back and thanked me for having that conversation with them because they were contemplating suicide at that wow. particular moment. Who knew, you know? I remember another story um, where this woman called me up and it was a cold night and she asked to speak with me. I had an intern answering my phones and she said, um, is it possible you can help me? And I'm like, well, what seems to be the problem? So my daughter and I, you know, we, we don't have no place to stay. Um, we're, we, you know, we, she's, in, she's in the car and we can't afford this hotel. And, you know, I was kind of leery at first to kind of go along with it. But uh, when I checked out everything and worked out everything, um, I was able to, you know, provide an opportunity for her to stay at least in the hotel. 
great, great. for a few nights because I th first thing I thought about was my mom. You know, my mom, uh, who I miss tremendously to this to this very very second. Uh, she was such a phenomenal, strong woman because, as a single parent, she provided for me, my older brother, and my younger adopted brother, um, and she did it well. You know, so I just thought about the the single mothers who have it hard. And they don't ask to be put into a situation like that, but yet they are still um, giving unconditional love and admiration and doing whatever they got to do within their means to support their children and provide for their children. And that, and, and I was just thankful. I was just thankful and grateful that uh, God had it in, in my, in my, in, in my way for me to provide and, and allow this person to at least get some form of comfort and peace and, and 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 uh, and safety uh, in in the cold winter months. So I'm thankful for the opportunities. Well, you know that that's a, a beautiful story, and uh, I'm I'm sure that uh, to this day that the woman is thankful. But you know, I, I've often said that being a radio personality or a DJ, sometimes we're the only connection to the outside or to uh, uh, how can I say it. Uh, to fun or even uh, happiness for some people, because if you're stuck in a hospital bed somewhere and you have a radio, or if you're, uh, you know, in your car and you're not, you know, feeling well, and you turn on the radio, and and this guy makes or this woman makes you happy by playing the music you enjoy, right. we provide a public service, and um, you know we we don't necessarily always look at it that way, but we're really serving the public and helping the public make it through the day. And uh, so uh, there's been times when I've been walking the street and people come up to me and say, Hey, you know, I'll never forget. I heard you say such and such on the radio and, and it, it turned me around or, you know, uh, you gave me some advice once when I met you on the street uh, two, two years ago, three years ago. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it helped me quite a bit. So there is a service that uh, radio personalities perform. And, uh, and I just love uh, being in the business. And I love getting the, the feedback and the response yes. that uh, we so often get from, from folks. And, so, and we, we're just like the post office, uh, G. Keith. You know, through rain, sleet, snow. We're there. We're there. That's right. And, I, and, I, and even when 9-11 hit. Yeah. They they called me into the station, you know, and the whole, you know, everything was pandemonium. But we go in and we try to do what we need to do right there behind the microphone yes, to, uh, you know. So what's planned for you now? What are you working on now? Uh, to get to your level in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the next, whatever... Um, it's to really, I'm blessed to not only, like I said a moment ago or earlier, to not only work in New York and Miami, the New York show is a syndicated show. Um, and it's, we're in a few markets around the country, from Oklahoma City to Alabama to Georgia to Pittsburgh. Um, you you want to give a shout out? You want to give a shout out to the radio stations? Um, I can, you know, if my, if my brain is working uh, the right way. So much love going out, of course, first and foremost to WBLS, the foundation that's that holds down the tri-state of New York at 107.5. We got Magic 100.9 um, in Augusta, Georgia. We got WTUG in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We got Jammer 983 in Milwaukee. We got um, uh, we got Heart and Soul, Heart and Soul in Oklahoma City, and of course we have. Um, am I missing somebody? Uh, Global 99.5 
in Nassau, Bahamas. And I, I believe I, I'm Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 107.3 to beat. And as of the as of October, in a couple of weeks, we'll be back on Louisiana, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That so, and and not to mention the countless and endless people that listen to us on online uh, because of iHeart. So it's amazing how many people we can touch. So the the, the goal is to grow the brand more, get in a few more markets around the country. Um, with the syndication show, uh, continue to <laughs> work in Miami as well mm-hmm. and do that quiet storm, which is a separate show from the New York show. And if God has it for me to enhance the brand and, and do more like, you know, cross over into TV before I start wrinkling up in life, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be thankful and grateful for that. For that blessing. <laughs> so <clears throat> some of the people that you've had the pleasure of interviewing, like uh, Jay-Z and Paola Bell and uh, 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 a whole litany of others, uh, y- your favorite two interviews. That's unfair. That's okay. unfair. That's, All right. That's an All unfair right. question. All right. Your, your favorite five interviews then. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say, well, well, let's start with this. I've had the honors of not only interviewing but bonding, becoming a friend of, and working with um, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes is the reason why I have my hairstyle. Isaac Hayes is the one who shaved my hair off. Oh, really? In, in the studios of 98.7 Kids. <laughs> Honest to God, true story. And he says, I'm going to introduce you. And then this is the time when Frankie Crocker came over to, be, uh, to 98.7 Kiss. And I remember Isaac Hayes unveiling me at a huge concert that 98.7 Kiss was doing at Madison Square Garden for the first time bald. I was sweating everything <laughs> out of my body. So, so um, Isaac Hayes, I had the honor and pleasure to sit down with one of the deepest baritone voices of our time that complimented Isaac Hayes, and that was Barry White. I sounded like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> uh, so that was a blessing. Um, Luther Vandross. Luther, I, I served as assistant PD and I served as um, music director at so many radio stations before I came to New York and even when I got to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had uh, the honors of just uh, bonding in certain ways with, with just different people. But Luther would come by to radio station to do other people's shows and then finally he came by my, my Kissing After Dark show when I was on Kiss. And what ended up happening was uh, he came in by himself and he answered, he was starting answering the request lines, like just <laughs> talking to people at random, <laughs> wonderful, amazing experiences. Um, so I'm going to give you those three okay. because they have transitioned. Um, and the rest is just wonderful friendships. I like, I don't even call them interviews. I like having conversations with people. Right. right. Like, 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 like we're doing, doing now, like we're doing now yeah. because you, you, you get a different angle. You get a real authentic perspective as opposed to the stereotypical, you know, stuff. Right. And I didn't learn that technique I- until I really started paying attention to what I was doing because I would realize in the very beginning, I didn't know this, but I would write my questions down and I would just mm-hmm. pay attention to my questions. I wouldn't do anything else. Right. I wasn't paying attention to what they were saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. And, and you miss so much in terms of piggybacking and enhancing the moment without listening and right. really paying attention, which is a lesson that we all have to learn just exactly. in our regular relationships. Listening. Well, you know, the, the three artists that you mentioned, I, I once interviewed Isaac Hayes when I didn't know what I was doing. I was a Rudy Poot in the business. And then later on in life, he and I ended up doing a, a Buick 
voiceover together, wow. a commercial together for for Buick, and he he's he was the one who who did the who uh, told the story of Buick, and then I was the 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 voiceover narrator, uh, and then so then uh, you mentioned um, Barry White, I interviewed Barry before he became Barry White. He wow. was he had just come out with um, Walking in the Rain with the One I Love, Love and I, I had a, a TV show called Alexander here on cable. It was Time Warner at the time. And when I was interviewing Barry, Barry says, well, gee, Keith, you know, all I want to do is record three albums, and then I want to retire and manufacture children's toys. Wow. And, and, and he had a big afro and he had this wild looking shirt on and he wasn't the Barry White that we uh, eventually came to know. And I guess it got so good to him that he decided not to retire and manufacture children's toys. And then the third person you mentioned was um, uh, Luther Vandross. Yeah. Well, when Luther was a little chubby kid just singing jingles, he and I lived in the same building on 55th Street. Wow. And then later on, uh, you know, when he became Luther Vandross, uh, he, he became one of my favorite male singers. And, uh, and, and I remember the day that he had just, he had just recorded with uh, Aretha Franklin, uh, what was it, Jump To It or uh, Jump Yeah, he jump produced it. that. He produced yeah. It. Uh, I had just gotten off the air at six o'clock in the morning. I'm walking down the street. I see Luther standing on the corner of 57th Street and Fifth Avenue, and he's got his uh, uh, Walkman and his earplugs in his ear. <laughs> and I walk up, I say, Luther, what are you doing? He says, man, G. Keith, you got to listen to this. I just finished producing Aretha Franklin. You got to listen to it. It was hot. And, and, and he put the earplugs in my ear, and I'm listening. Wow, it was hot. It was hot. Jump to so, it. Yeah. So I, I miss all, all three of those uh, folks. So we got 30 right. seconds left. I just want to remind people that you can call in and speak to Lenny at 866-472-5788. And if you have any questions for Lenny or any comments, please give us a call right now. This is G. Keith Alexander with What's Hot Harlem America. And you're listening to Lenny Green, that voice. When you come back, I'm going I'm to tell you about the voice when you come back, Lenny. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be right back after this. The home of Glasso Smart Water is Harlem America. You're listening to Harlem America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem America. Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business? People listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at Harlem America Digital Network. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business, making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart, but it can happen with a Harlem America radio podcast talk show. Get a free consultation by emailing gkeithalexander at harlemamerica.com or call D. Daniels at 480-553-5741 today. Harlem America, where Coca-Cola is helping you enjoy less sugar. Harlem USA, 125th Street, Lennox Avenue, Adam Clayton Cloud Boulevard, St. Nicholas. It's about Harlem. I love Harlem. Hey, thanks for listening to Harlem America.
You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you so very, very much. That's the wonderful Kevin Brunei. And uh, Lenny, I, I want to tell you, you know, on radio, I've had a chance to uh, do different things with my voice as well as in voiceovers and things. But when I'm talking on the phone to a woman, uh, you know, I automatically go into this, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, this is G. Keith. I believe you. Know, you. No, this no, this is not Lenny Green. <laughs> this is G. Keith Alexander. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, you know, I I don't know why people do that to me a lot, but um, even when I'm in doing interviews, you know, they're like, "Oh, I think I better lower my voice." I'm like, "No, please, let me keep my job. Uh, <laughs> let me do what I love to do." You know, I, it's um, I don't think about what I do. I really don't. I, I just I'm just I I don't even know how I got the voice when I was five years old. I know I had my tonsils taken out because my tonsils, my mom said, were enlarged. Mm-hmm. And um, shortly after that, maybe 10 years after that, my voice started to change, maybe relatively earlier than most kids. But trust and believe this, my voice wasn't as deep as people think it was back then. You know, I think I think just like anything else, when you when you constantly work at something, you cultivate it again. Uh, I've been infused by listening to golden voices all my life. And, you know, I'm an audio guy now, like I'm a radio guy. So when you hear different voices and, and I heard, like I said, your voice, Frankie's voice, Vaughn Harper's voice, uh, Jeff Troy, Jeff Fox, Bugsy, Imhotep, Gary Bird, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, all, all my life, you guys played a very integral role in my shape, in my mind. And the brain is a very strong uh, organ. So, you know, after a while, ladies and gentlemen, you start conforming. You can never be that person, but you start conforming or, or styling or creative, a creative style that's reminiscent of other people that you have been um, exposed to. So uh, I guess I got to blame Vaughn and Harper and, and you trying to imitate, you know, Vaughn Harper, because that's who you were imitating, Vaughn Harper. Uh, Vaughn had the voice, the depth, the depth, like five, you know, five feet below sea level is crazy. Well, you know, I, I always tell this story about Vaughn. Uh, I was in the street one day talking to some people and I was talking about radio and I, and I said, yeah, and, you know, I, I hang out with, with Vaughn Harper sometimes. And this woman's walking by and she says, Vaughn, Vaughn Harper, are you talking about the guy on the radio? I said, yes. Yeah. She says, boy, when I wash my hair, I stand in front of the speakers and he blow dries my hair. Oh, wow. That's I crazy. Said, that voice, he had a, 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 a voice that just, uh, I mean, it, it, it made things tremble when he spoke, you know? He did. No, he did. He really had a, a really resonant voice. You know, there was a movie. Oh, man, I forget the actor off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. But he played the role of Petey Green. Oh, yeah. Petey yeah, Green. Yeah, and, and in that movie, Cedric the Entertainer played the Quiet Storm role. And I remember, and I guess maybe they took a take off of... Um, yeah, I, I got to find out the name of the movie. You got to watch it again because it's a great movie. Um, 
And this woman came to the radio station and she's, and no, it was the man came to the radio station. Yeah. Man came to the radio station. He was complaining about the guy who did the quiet storm mm-hmm. um, because his wife is in love with him, mm-hmm. even though she never met him. So he wanted to get into a fight with uh, Cedric the Entertainer, who played the role of the Quiet Storm guy. Right, and Cedric right, right. the in- Entertainer was kind of a, 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 you know, he was like extravagant with it because he had two Afghan dogs that he would bring into the studio while he was doing the show. <laughs> and he had the glass of uh, whatever, cognac and wine. And it, it, it was so funny, though. I got to sh- I gotta find that movie and tell you to watch it because you're going to love it. It's a radio movie, for real. Did you ever watch, um, what was it, Cincinnati? Uh Oh, WKRP. Yeah, WKRP in Cincinnati and, and Venus Flytrap. Venus Flytrap. But he, you know what the crazy thing about that? No, being in radio now, they never wore headphones. Right. And you know what? I, you're absolutely right. So I'm like, well, how did he know when the, when the vocals were going to come in the song? I mean, he was good at it. And don't get me wrong. I have ran into a studio running a little behind schedule or something happened and did not have enough time. To, I didn't have even three seconds to grab my headphones without having dead air. So I just wung it. I brought my, my music down to a certain level. I kept my mic at a certain level. And either you knew the song and you could hit post and hitting post is when right before the vocals come in or, or you just took a chance and kept your break really, really tight and short so that way you wouldn't step on this, them singing. But it has well, happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now, have you ever put on a record and had to go to the bathroom? Oh. And and, and 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 either you get locked out of the you get locked out and and the record continues to go oh, or no. No. or you don't get back in time. Has that ever happened to you? No. Well, first of all, we I know I think at BLS I heard about the locked doors at BLS back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. No, we have locked doors in Miami, but we don't have locked doors in New York. <laughs> um, I don't know what I would have done, but I have gotten back and dead air has occurred because I stayed in the bathroom too long. Too I long. miscalculated time because you're thinking time because we didn't have spe- we didn't have speakers. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys mm-hmm. had speakers. We didn't have yeah. speakers in the bathroom. No, no, so, we didn't have speakers in the bathroom. No, no. no. So, you know, you, you're calculating, okay, how much time? And you have to go as soon <laughs> as the record starts. <laughs> right. Because you got to time yourself to get to the bathroom and then time yourself how long you'll stay in the bathroom to get back. And you're running to the bathroom. You're, you're not just walking. You're running to the bathroom and trying to run back, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised what we can, how we can figure things out in four and five minutes. Not only that, but I tell people because of radio, I've learned to, to think three steps ahead. Because, you know, you, 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 you know what you're going to do, but then you got to also know what you're going to do after that and after that. So right. that when you open the mic, you can not only talk, but you can reach for whatever you have to reach for or do what you need to do while you're talking. So did that help you when you decided to get into TV? Uh, <clears throat> did it help me when I decided to get into TV? Yeah, it, uh, I would say it, 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 it helped because uh, it gave me an opportunity to be able to either read from the teleprompter and know that in the back of my head, okay, when you finish reading this, you got to do this and you got to do that before it's time to, to bring in the next segment. So yes, it, it and it has helped me in life as well, uh, even in dating. But I won't go. In, <laughs> but I won't go there. <laughs> well, G. Keith, I need you to write the book on that because you know I, I, I as and this may sound surprising to you, but I I'm I'm a little shy, you know, and people wouldn't think so, 
But when it comes, especially when I, you know, meet a young lady for the first time, I'm just kind of get to know her. We, you know, she's agreed to come out with me on a date, or maybe she's coming over to the, you know, to the place for for the date. How do you get to step two? <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do you get to step two? And I almost feel like it's pressure in order to get to step step two, because because I do this love thing. People kind of expect certain things, but then you don't want to overstep your boundary because you want to be, well, my mom had raised me to be a gentleman. So Certainly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, <clears throat> it, it, it is sort of a, a chess game. Okay. And I don't mean C-H-E-S-T right, game, right. but it, it, it's sort of a chess game. You, you have to pick your moments to take your next step. But if you're thinking three steps ahead, you kind of <laughs> you, you kind of know how to to maneuver that yeah. uh, situation so that when you take the second step, uh, you know, you're you know, you're not out of pocket, so to speak. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to perfect that, you know, uh, when we assume that I have perfected the art, but I'm still working on the art of romance. Uh, but I love uh, I, I call myself a hopeless romantic. Um, and I do like romancing, which is a lost art form. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm 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 semi-retired now, but I I still <laughs> uh, I, I I still consult. And, you consult, okay? Well, yes. I, have to be, I have to become one of your clients then, because I probably but, need some help. But but you've had some psychologists on uh, during your your yes. romancing uh, segment, yeah. uh, and you guys have have tackled some of those issues. Well, you know what? Yes, um, something different and unusual for a quiet stone format. I created a platform for a, a bit of conversation. You know, I think it's one. It's it's there's so many people out here these days, and even from back in the day, that are challenged with things in their relationship or personal things that they may be going through. I mean, you know, October, for instance, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, we need people who can come home or who are in the car to learn and become informed and become aware of certain things. Uh, and who better than a radio platform to, to do that for you, you know, and at the same time, give you the music that you enjoy hearing. So I'm not going to overload your circuit with all the information back to back, I'm going to give it to you in segments. So um, because we have created confessions of love within the infrastructure of the quiet storm, it gives me a platform to not only bring on psychiatrists and, and, and therapists, uh, but whether it's sex therapists or whether it's just therapists for mental health um, or for dealing with mental issues or dealing with health issues. I use that segment for various things. Uh, and I'm going to be using that segment coming up in, in the election as well, because I think it's important. And I'm glad to know that my nieces and, and her generation of millennials are fusing together to vote for the first time or for the second time. And I think it's important that we continue to encourage and inspire our youth to exercise that freedom that they rightfully uh, have in, in order to preserve our democracy. Most definitely. Now, you've even had on our radio friend, psychologist, Dr. Faith Brown, oh, a couple of times. Phenomenal. She's phenomenal. She's she's insightful. She's so varied and wide varied with uh, with all the knowledge that she has brought forth, with the advice that she has brought forth in, in helping people. And uh, yeah, she's like a welcome entity on the quiet storm. So I thank you for introducing me to Dr. Faith Brown because uh, she is the best of the best quintessential. Well, you know, we've got about three minutes left on this wonderful conversation that we're having. I, thank I mean, you, it's pleasure. You know, it's not all, you know, how often do you get to 
uh, radio guy, a radio guy, and a radio guy to, to to kick it about the industry and about those little inside things that uh, that happen to us. Uh, and I, I think it's important that the audience they get to hear Lenny Green talk about his life in depth. You know, and so I thought it was nice to to be able to to invite you here. It's odd being on this side of the of the microphone and someone asking me because you know you know yourself we don't get those opportunities in radio exactly the one who's being interviewed we're normally doing the interviewing Exactly. Uh, so this is a this is a wonderful treat for me as well it's challenging because you don't know what the curve is but (laughs) but you know because you threw that curve at me a little earlier but uh, that's cool that's cool i I can handle it i can handle it oh fantastic this is a great honor to do man And, and again i thank you for this opportunity well, you know, I, I always say that if we don't tell our own stories, who else will? You know, I have a wonderful concept that I need you to be a part of. And matter of fact, I wrote your name down, Vinnie Brown's name down, and a host of other people. So remind me to talk about this concept because I think it will definitely work. And you have got to. Now, I'm not asking to. you got to be a part of it. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I, I guess I'll say thank you before I know what it is. Yes, okay? yes, yes. All yes, right, yes. because I trust you, Lenny Green. Yes, yeah, I know you do. Okay. And you know what? I'm what? a good guy to trust. Well, yes, you are. My mama raised me right. My, you know, so I'm not going to get you into any bad trouble. It's going to be great. You're going to say, Lenny, I should have thought of this, but I'm glad you did. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. And it, so, and it, and it brings out, it brings together radio people. That's beautiful. So two minutes to go. What advice might you have for uh, young people wanting to get into a radio? to build your brand, but find somebody who you um, want to model yourself after, not be, model yourself after, whether it's a style, whether it's their approach to doing certain things, um, and then study them uh, and study many voices and uh, find out how can you do it better or how can you do something different? I, I think we have to learn how to be our own individuals, but the most important thing, understand and respect those who have walked before you. And, and know you have to do the work before it gets to the next level. I think we're living in a day and age, and to all the young folks that are locked in tonight or today, um, where we want things instantaneously. Even growing folks want things instantaneously. So you have to do the work in order to grow the brand. It took me 12 years to get to New York, and now, by God's grace, I've been in New York now, New York City Radio alone for over 20 years. So paying attention, that's all. Fantastic. Well, Lenny, this has been such a pleasure and we've had many conversations via the phone and, uh, and in person, but I, I'm going to hold this one at very high esteem of being able to uh, have you for a whole hour uh, on the radio. So you have a great day and a, a better day. one tomorrow. And remember, you folks listening out there, this is the Harlem America Digital Network with his flagship show, What's Hot Harlem America, with G. Keith Alexander, every Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Please join us. And until that time, you have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Don't judge your brother or sister too harshly until you've walked a mile in his or her sneakers or shoes or, or sandals or whatever they're wearing. Take care. Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.